a lot of times through osmosis and through that kind of that chemistry where they're they're taken by your dashing looks and your wonderful charm and you can say the same thing to me but that they can't help but falling in love with you you're like a, oh, they, they like your older you know wisdom your all your gray hair good vibes <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gostaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. In this episode, John and Jonathan discuss the essential qualities every good New York City real estate broker has and how to know if you should make a switch. Experience and technical knowledge certainly play a part in a market as complicated as New York City, but there's a lot more to finding the best broker for you. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 17 of John and John Sell NYC podcast. Mr. Conlin, it's lovely to see you, and I can tell you, we you know we're business partners because we are dressed as twins today, but I got the blue tie. How you doing? A little bit. I went pink, so I'm doing all right. I'm a little uh, a little stressed, but I'm doing all right. It's been a well, long. You know what? Join the rest of the population in New York City buying and selling transactions. Everybody is stressed, but I am here to tell you. I miss the good old days where it was just easy. You know, like we would just snap our fingers and just make money. Remember? There when you that go. Happened? And you know where those days were? Right up here. Yeah. Never happened. So with that, welcome back to everybody. It's good to see you on our podcast. And what we're going through today are the latest market stats from October 3rd through the 9th. And then we thought we'd, to, we'd talk about a subject very close to our hearts, what to look for in a very good real estate broker. So with that, talk to me about market stats. Where do we go from here? What are we seeing in, this, in the trenches? Well, as we've seen week over week, the, the numbers are getting continually better. It's almost like I, I picture in my mind with Manhattan market, the Manhattan market as a, a train. And it feels like the trains slowly, it's, we came out, of the, came out of the station June 22nd and it's been a slow restart, which is always the case with the train. And it's slowly gaining momentum. So it, it's tough to quantify that. We do see with the weekly statistics, the most recent we have are from early October. And the numbers continue to go up a little bit, a little bit. One point in particular is that uh, all product types, so all different sizes of apartments, um, uh, contract, the number of contracts on each, uh, it was higher that week versus uh, in the first time since 2019. That's right. And so, well, since, since 2019, and then in the past five out of the eight weeks, uh, since tracking the data, the numbers are now higher annually year over year. Yeah, in September so as a whole, because the monthly statistics came out as well, in September as a whole, there were more contracts signed than September 2019. So, of course, the inventory is built up. I was just talking to a client earlier today about it. And that, so that sort of skews everybody's perception um, because we have a lot more inventory on the market. Inventory, I think the last we heard was up you know, maybe 20 or 25% uh, from last year. Um, so that, that sort of masks the number of contracts being done because inventory is continuing to go up. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's enticing and it's, it's some hopeful uh, moves and numbers to see. And hopefully we just continue down that path. And I think that uh, as, we, as we see more contracts 
happening. And just to be very clear here with the audience that approximately 90% of those contracts are going to be under $3 million with even a larger percentage under that million five mark to a million dollars and below. So a lot of the audience who, uh, the buyer population who's uh, interest rate sensitive with these ultra low interest rates are finally diving into the market where there's, where there's value. Yeah. So in our experience this past week, I'm working with buyers who are a bit frustrated because we have sellers who are not, have not quite caught up to uh, that, uh, the, the, the buyer offer, you know, they're, they're still wanting to hold on to a higher, a higher number in their brain, but yeah. that's part of the, part of the, um, part of what we're experiencing. So some sellers are more realistic than others and the sellers who are more realistic are being rewarded by that. Still a big disconnect between the buyers and sellers. Yeah. That's what we're experiencing, but especially when you get to the higher price points, which is the softer market. So you're not talking on a $5 million apartment, maybe a buyer's at 4 million. And thankfully, Correct. we've been able to pull some deals together where we're able to get the, the seller over that hump and, and understand where this market's at. And, you know, uh, all very situational, um, but we're still seeing the most movement in those lo lower price points, quote unquote lower. Um, right. And, and in full disclosure, even though we're not going to, we've seen, we've started to see activity on uh, two of our uh, higher price listings. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, whether or not the deals will consummate, we'll, how about we update everybody next week? They have to tune in, tune in, because we got good stuff next week. Yeah. Good stuff. Put it out there. Put it out there. Okay. I'm putting it out. I'm getting my smudge stick out. I'm smudging myself up. Hey, as an aside, both apartments I smudged. Okay. Continue. Qualities for a good real estate broker. You're on, man, or you're on, man, whichever way they point. I go this way and it's like pointing to the air. So I'm pointing to you this way. Why is it important to work with a real estate agent in New York City, bud? Well, it's important. I would say the number one reason why you need to move with, work with somebody that knows what they're doing is because it's extremely complicated and it's different from anywhere else, frankly, anywhere else in the world. Uh, the co-op world in specific, but even the condos here, which the application process and the all the closing fees and the complicated nature of financing, et cetera, you really need somebody to act as the, the maestro. So you're, the, the better team you can put in place uh, starts with the, the mortgage, uh, sorry, the real estate broker, you have the mortgage banker, um, and then a good attorney. Those three are the key elements to, uh, to making sure it moves along quickly. And, and most efficiently, because it is going to be an arduous process. It's going to be a complicated and time-consuming process. So anywhere you can chop out some of that, some of that pain, the better. Um, so that would be the number one reason. And the and number one thing here would, well, go ahead. No, I was going to just say that if you're a buyer, it probably is worthwhile to not necessarily search for a larger company, but a reputable company to work for. And, you know, Corcoran has a, a synonymous name with luxury real estate, but there are uh, agents who are selling studio, entry-level studio homes to $100 million properties. And the reason I say that is Corcoran has a very, very good reputation of not only 
having that luxury brand, but that also training their agents. And you and I have both worked with many, many, many different Corcoran agents. And for over, overall, <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be one, but overall, we're always uh, pleasantly surprised, not pleasantly surprised, but really comforted to know that Corcoran agents who we work for are intelligent, they're knowledgeable agents, and they're hardworking. Yeah. And we're talking, you know, two, two of them that are talking on this podcast right now. Well, there, there's good agents talk. and bad agents at every firm. That's, that's correct. Yes. We've worked with good and bad agents probably at every firm that's out there, minus some of the small mom and pops, which are very rare. But um, at the end of the day, I think most people can get a sense of their agent when they start you know, working with them. The number one thing is they need to be able to trust that person. And uh, the right credentials, you know, that, meaning they work, they're working with a, a good firm. Um, how that helps is that like Corcoran won't hire somebody, for example, since we're at Corcoran, they won't hire somebody just off the streets. Like they really look for people unless somebody is taking on somebody on their team, um, but is an individual agent uh, they won't hire somebody without already having some experience and usually without a recommendation from uh, another broker that knows them. So there's already some built-in um, uh, vetting, let's say, if you're working with somebody that's at one of the bigger firms. I think also that's what, what's, what's important, particularly in this market, which is extraordinarily challenging given uh, the slowdown in the, since uh, the end of 2017 in Manhattan real estate, but then also COVID has taken it to a whole nother level. So it, it's really important to find somebody, as you said, very clearly to trust, but then also that somebody that is not necessarily a novice real estate agent, because in this marketplace, just because you're working with a purchaser and it's a buyer's market doesn't mean that you can navigate through the whole psychology of, let's say, a seller that's not quite up to speed or another agent who's a novice, et cetera. So uh, that's where we come into play, veteran, veteran brokers who have navigated not only this marketplace, but three, two, three, four other uh, down, downturns in real estate. So yeah. I think also you generally have to like the agent and go with your gut. I think that's very, very important. If you're not, if they're not listening to you, a really good agent listens to, to the buyer and mm -hmm. really listens to them, not just says, okay, oh yeah, okay, your budget's 500. So here, I'm gonna send you listings up to $800,000. Right. And then they say, these are beautiful, but I can't afford them. Why are you sending me these? Oh yeah, but they're negotiable. Really? You understand? So listen to the buyer. The good thing is all the information's out there. Like you can go on our website, you can see, okay, you can look at past sales, you can go to Google business reviews and look up some of our reviews uh, from our clients and such. Uh, you can uh, go and see what current listings we have, et cetera. So you can really get a sense. You can easily figure out, is this somebody that has listings because they're just on a team that has listings, et cetera. So it's pretty easy these days to kind of do some research, quick research. And then, you know, what I'm kind of surprised that most people don't do is call around and, you know, call and pose as a, as a, uh, uh, as a seller. So say on the sales side, call in as a seller and say, Oh, hi, uh, 
call on one of the brokers listings and say, can I, can I come and see it and see what kind of response you get or, or just come at them not from, hey, I have a listing and I'd like you to come meet. Call and figure out how they just are thinking you're a buyer or whatever, you know. Look on their website if you're a seller also. Go and look and see what kind of pictures and marketing materials does that broker use on other listings. I'm very proud of our, uh, of our pictures that we take, you know. I think that's, it, it, it certainly, we show the properties as best as they can in my humble opinion. But, you know, if you see some of these brokers that take pictures with an iPhone and you're just like, I, I don't get it. Even in know? this day and age, yes. Or have a floor plan that don't have good measurements on it, et cetera. So just do your due diligence, you know? Sure. And, and one thing I think that, um, I think that a broker, you've got to be careful because as a real estate broker, you want the deal. You, you would love to, you know, we have to make money. But a lot of times the brokers seem to overlook the fact that they're being interviewed by the buyer you know, and obviously when we go on a listing presentation. So it's very important. It doesn't matter. You, you simply don't have all the information that you need from a buyer that you're meeting or the seller that you're meeting. So it might be a small apartment or a first-time buyer. Well, you and I both work with first-time buyers and we've been in the business now for combined over 30 something years in this industry because we really like the people and we want to service the people and we want to do you know, we'd want, whether we're spending $400,000 or $4 million, we would want to be treated the, the same way. And we, that's a, that's a very important quality, I think, for a New York City real estate broker. And a lot of brokers don't think about it that way. And that has rewarded us tenfold, huh? We're certainly, you know, you, they always put out these lists, like um, the, the least, what is it? The least liked professions or least respected professions. Oh, yes. And real estate brokers are always in line with like used car salesmen and blah, blah, blah. And we try to break that mold every day, right? We try to uh, hold ourselves to a higher standard and yes. give people good service and, and not, you know, we, we say all the time, this is a relationship business for us. This is not a uh, transaction business. Um, we want, at the end of the day, we just want our clients to be happy. Whether that means they buy an apartment with us or not, we want them to be, uh, they, we want them to be satisfied and sure. uh, with our service. And there are many brokers out there that are transactional in nature. And, and you know, I think if everybody listens to their gut, they get a sense of that. You know, when you meet somebody. So you can also break up with your broker just because you go out with somebody a couple times. If it is, if it is not the right fit you don't have a good, you know, you see them interact with other brokers with, uh, and such, and it rubs you the wrong way, then just switch. You know, listen, we ask for loyalty when we're working with somebody. So have the, of course, break up with that person. Don't just ghost them. Don't just, you know, because we put in a lot of time and energy. Any agent is putting in a lot of time and energy, especially with buyers, um, to find the right properties and such for them. But just let the broker know and say, listen, it's just not, you know, I don't feel like it's a good fit. And that broker will appreciate that because we only make money if we actually do a transaction. And at the end of the day, brokers are looking, most agents are looking for the same thing, which is a good relationship and want to work with somebody that we like and want to work with somebody that uh, is loyal to us and trusts us because that makes the whole experience better. 
right? I couldn't agree with you more. But from the standpoint of, let's say, a seller looking at a real estate agent mm -hmm. or uh, even a buyer looking for a real estate agent, the qualities, again, of a real estate agent that we would say would be um, the top qualities would be obviously honesty, but the, the, the idea of passion, passion, hardworking, uh, and first and foremost, the broker who's putting the buyer's best interest first right. or the seller's best interest first. And so when we go to meet a seller, you and I, and if we bring somebody else from our team, not that the listing presentation is rehearsed, but because you and I have been, we've, the best way that I can say is we've been able to speak each other's language now for many, many, many years. And it wasn't that way in the beginning, but, but a seller really gets a sense of not only like, oh, oh, how, what's the price of my apartment? And oh, you're going to market this. And how are you going to, do, you're going to take pictures in a floor plan? No, but they're going to find out who John Gastaska is and who Jonathan Conlon is and what Gastaska Conlon team is about, like our personalities. And that's mm -hmm. very, very important because we can honestly say that most of our clients have become friends or we've had such positive feedback from them and positive relationships that we've continued the relationship through our careers. And then it, some, some of the sellers, we've been able to get the job done and there's not been necessarily the warm and the fuzzy, but they've respected us and they've trusted us and vice versa. You see what I mean? But then from the buyer standpoint, right now, you know, in our careers, most of our business is personal referral, mm -hmm. but there are still buyers who we meet, who we have, a, they're blank slates, but we genuinely just like them. And then we, we meet and, you know, I can think of several and so can you, where you say yeah. genuinely, I really like these buyers, but we don't have that track record. And so a lot of times through osmosis and through that kind of that chemistry where they're, they're taken by your dashing looks and your wonderful charm. And you can say the same thing to me, but that they can't help but falling in love with you. You're like a, oh, they, they like your older, you know, wisdom, your, all your gray hair. Vibes. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously we have very different personalities and people gravitate. It's always interesting because they gravitate towards one or the other. Uh, you, well, they don't. They sometimes gravitate towards both. When sometimes you both. That, yeah. I'm like, well, my buyers can't stand you. But otherwise, <laughs> I save it. They hate you too. Mine can't stand you. But that's all right. I save the day. No, they love both. Oh, I love Jonathan. He compliments you. And look, if you're new in the industry, just one bit of advice, always tell the truth. Period. Yeah, no matter and how hard it is. That's correct. And if you if you need help, that's what we're here for. We have helped so many first-time brokers, whether they're meeting a new seller or they're working with a buyer. We just concluded a transaction with uh, another Corcoran agent. It was her very first transaction. We yeah. ended up, you know, walking her through it. That's always fun. Of course, of course. And so, so it, it and because we both still find the business as an adventure. It's a, it's a wonderful industry. We love what we do and we're very, very passionate about what we do. And we, I liked what you said about holding yourself to the higher standards. And it was very, very appropriate that we're both in suit and ties today. I know, we're both very professional today. <laughs> but no, and also if you're not happy with your broker, you have the ability to change your mind and change your broker. And so yeah. we'd like oh. to, I'd like to publicly say, we'd like to apply for the job. 
So if they want to see uh, monthly statistics, quarterly emails with all the statistics, go to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com. Sign up for our uh, newsletter. Weekly statistics, we post on Mondays on our IG. Instagram, I guess that's- uh, Instagram, yeah, Instagram, I just, right? Okay, well, I'm, I'm very glad that we got a smile out of you because you started this podcast with saying that you were stressed or if that gets cut, he said he started the podcast by saying he was stressed out. So I would just like to say, breathe it in and breathe it out. I, I for one, am really, really good. You're on a tear today. So, um, right. hey, look. It was a pleasure talking to you, John. As pleasure always, always is mine. We be will be healthy, be safe, and what? Good vibes? No. Be healthy, be safe, and most of all, remain in. Yes, your favorite word. Gratitude. Just Jack. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Stay safe and healthy. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gastaska and Jonathan Conlon, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. If you'd like to take a look at our listings, have a property you're thinking of selling, or are wondering if we could help you finally find the perfect place to call home, feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at johnandjonathansellnyc.com or reach out via our Facebook page or Instagram at johnandjonathansellnyc. If you enjoyed today's podcast, consider telling a friend or family member about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.